Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 9th of March. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right. Well, as usual, let's go to the scores on the doors. And we have the Dow Jones down 58 points or 0.18%, 32,798. Had a high of 47 points up and a low of down 244. NASDAQ was up 46 points or 0.4%. And the S&P 500, as is always, the middle for diddle up 0.14%, 6 points to 39.92, knocking back on the door of 4,000, which is a pretty crucial level, I guess. VIX volatility index fell 2.9% with all this optimism breaking out. Well, slight optimism anyway. 19.06. The Dow did rally into the close. Powell did temper some of his more hawkish comments, I guess, from the first day of Humphrey Hawkins and did go back a little bit towards the dovish stance and talking about basically nothing is written in stone as far as the 50 basis point rise goes, data dependent, and if the numbers suggest that he can only go 25 points, then he will go 25 points. So uh, a little bit of walking back from that hard line that he took on Tuesday, um, which caused the market erupting. To the downside, we have seen a little bit of positivity creep into the US market overnight. ASX futures, the SPY futures, up 32 points, or 0.44%. But bear in mind that BHP and Rio go ex-dividend today, so that does knock quite a lot of points off the index. We did have a pretty miserable day yesterday, down 57 points, or 0.8% of a percent. Resources really uh, bearing the brunt of it again yesterday, down 1.8% there. In U.S. stocks generally, we had Apple up 0.8, Meta up 0.3, Google up 0.4, Microsoft down 0.2, Amazon up 0.4, Tesla down 3%. There are reports on Bloomberg that Tesla is under investigation because some of their steering wheels fall off while you are driving. That does mean they are fully self-driving cars because you don't have much choice in the matter. In terms of uh, the US banks, we had JP Morgan down 0.6, Citigroup down 0.8. We had um, the likes of Goldman up 0.9, Bank of America down 1.3, Wells Fargo down 1.4, Block, the artist formerly known as Square, down 0.12, nothing there. ExxonMobil falling 1.4%, Walmart down 0.8, and GE up 0.7%. Over in the European market, slightly firmer. Stock 600, only slightly firmer, 0.08% higher. FTSE was up 0.13. Germany up half a percent. France down 0.2. And Spain up 0.6 of a percent. Nothing very exciting. Of course, the big news for the week now that we've got Humphrey Hawkins and Fed Reserve Chief Powell's testimony out of the way is that big US jobs number on Friday. Commodities, 
we did see uh, the US uh, 10 years up to 3.983% in terms of yield and the two-year above 5%, 5.06. As a result, we saw the US dollar index up slightly uh, 0.04% better. And as a result of that, commodities were a little bit muted. Uh, Brent crude down 0.5%, WTI down 1.2%, gold down on James Bond 0.07, to 18.14%. Platinum was up 1%. We had copper up 1.6%. Nickel down 1%. Aluminium up 0.3%. We had zinc up 1.1%. Lead up half a percent. And tin falling hard down 2.5% there for tin. Iron ore pretty much unchanged. Coal eased a little bit. And uh, that was about it really in the commodity side of things. Some of the stocks overseas, BHP ADRs were up 1.7%, Rio ADRs up 1.4%, Freeport McMoran was up 1%, Alcoa up 1.7%, Tech down at 3.8%, Anglo up 1%, Glencore up 1.5%, Vale up 2.5%, and Albemarle in the lithium space, finally some positivity there, at least for Albemarle, up 1.8% there. But we did see, as I say, the U.S. markets in terms of some of the detail rallying into the close. Uh, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell uh, did hint once again at higher rates for longer. Uh, but um, certainly he did walk back a little bit from that hawkish talk. We did get data out last night from the U.S. as well, showed that job openings fell less than expected in January. And a stronger than expected payrolls report, private payrolls for February, affirming that the economy is standing strong despite the central bank's hiking. Uh, we do get Friday's February jobs data. So that is going to be a very, very much the focus this week. January was a blockbuster number and sent the chickens scuttling off in panic. Uh, but um, we'll see what happens on Friday. The Fed also res least its latest beige book saying the overall economic activity increased slightly in early 2023. So there you go. In Canada, we don't often look at Canada, but it does have a similar kind of economic bent to resources as we do. And the Bank of Canada last night kept interest rates unchanged for the first time in nine meetings. And it said it is still weighing whether additional hikes will be needed to rein in inflation. The governor, Tiff Macklem, made, a, made good on a January pledge to hold the benchmark overnight rate of 4.5%. This is the first pause amongst major central banks. It was expected by the market, but still... Maybe where Canada goes, Australia will follow. Volkswagen is putting on hold a planned battery plant in Eastern Europe and prioritising a similar facility in North America after it reckoned it could receive 10 billion euros in US incentives. This is part of Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, $369 billion package, subsidies and tax incentives for green technology companies luring European countries to the US. Over in local news today, the Albanese government's proposed $600 million curtailing of franking credits connected to capital raising and share buybacks 
is now set to face a Senate committee inquiry. And the National Australia Bank now sees Reserve Bank lifting interest rates across the next two months to combat inflation, taking the cash rate to 4.1%, currently 36 So that's another couple of 25 basis point rises in maybe April and May. The activist investor Snowcap has written to Santos board demanding an overhaul of, this is the quote, misguided and reckless growth strategy and pushing for reforms that says that it says could increase value for the shareholders by as much as 50%. Santos has been very underwhelming in comparison to Woodside. In the papers today, the Australian Financial Review speculates Sigma Healthcare holder HMC Capital Partners could look to take over Sigma and spin off the property assets. Telex Pharmaceutical, TLX, is to present uh, additional Zircon Phase 3 data at uh, a 38th EAU Congress. This data, um, this drug is targeting kidney and bladder cancer. Macquarie is warning of a construction slump. It says Australia faces significant pain in the residential construction sector as rising interest rates and uncertainty play havoc. Talking to my son, who's a carpenter, uh, very many builders at the moment will not give you a quote uh, because they can't be certain of material prices or even getting the staff, I guess, to conduct the renovation, etc. Maybe you have experienced the same thing. Uh, In a business summit yesterday, Kelly Bayer Rosmarine, who is the CEO of Optus, said while Optus had made mistakes related to the 2022 hack, no, that's an understatement. No customer has suffered any financial loss from the data leak. Or so they think. Electricity price is set to jump at least 20% in July, according to the Origin boss. That's when the energy regulator unveils changes next week. And the buyout of Invercare could take the wind out of the sails of its listed rival, Propel Funeral Partners, according to The Australian Today. In other news today, there's not a lot around, to be honest. Remedius Resources has satisfied the farming milestone to earn a 75% increase uh, interest in the Mount Finity joint venture. ALS has been initiated neutral at Baron Joey. Car sales upgraded to outperform from underperform at CLSA. Zero has launched a program to reduce cost and drive growth with organisational changes to reduce reduce seven to 800 roles globally. There you go. FY23 guidance, total operating expenses as a percentage of operating revenue expected to be towards the lower end of the 80 to 85% reaffirmed. And expense to revenue ratio now, the FY24 target, 75%. Uh, Costs are expected to have an immaterial impact on cash flow in FY23, these are the restructuring costs of 25 to $35 million and also plans to exit cloud-based lending platform Waddle, whatever that is, and expects to incur a write-down of 30 to $40 million as a result of this decision. Can't say this is good news for zero, but anyway, we'll see how that pans out in the market today. Question of the day today, are activist shareholders a good thing? For companies, is it a good thing to get some voices of dissent to uh, enable change at a company? Certainly, seem to work very well for BHP with Elliott Associates 
uh, certainly stirring the pot in terms of that dual listed structure which eventually was collapsed by BHP and they certainly have become more generous with their shareholders and the share price is almost at an all-time high again. So is this a good thing? This comes on the back of Santos being attacked this morning by Snowcap. So is shareholder activism a good thing and does it shake up the boards and management of some companies when they need shaking up? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.